This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Hello, and welcome to the Sunday special episode of the You Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. Um, I think we're both very excited for today's episode. Uh, a, a true, real doctor, a real expert, not just us two talking out of our asses. Um, she has a great podcast. A uh, great Instagram account, great website, just generally great all around uh, called Sex with Emily. Before we start going, Jordana, any announcements here at Betches? What do we got going on? Yeah, so I'm really excited to share with you guys in honor of our 10-year anniversary, our birthday coming up. We have a whole new exciting thing coming to Betches. You will see it this week. Um, guys, check out our website this week because there's some exciting changes going on there. And also, me, Sam, and Aileen are going to be taking over the At Betches podcast from now on. So we will be the new hosts. And the first episode, which was really, really good, we have already recorded it. It's going to be out on Tuesday. You guys should check it out, At Betches Podcast. Wow, that all sounds so exciting. I'll be listening on Tuesday. Can't wait. The, the dynamic trio is back, right? We're back. You're going to hear all about our childhood. It's going to be crazy. We're going to tell you the all the inside scoop, and we will see you on Tuesday. Love it. So let's go to Emily. Emily Morse, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Of course. It's is it pleasure. Dr. Morse? Uh, yes, you can call me Dr. Okay. Dr. Morse. What type of doctor are you? What, 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 what type of doctor is it? It's a doctor in human sexuality, meaning I went to grad school to study how we are all sex, like human behavior. Um, so I have a grad and I'm also a therapist. So I kind of have combined those into helping people uh, talk about sex, make understand their bodies, what feels good. And my mission on the planet is to help people prioritize pleasure and liberate the conversation around sex. So it's not weird and awkward. But I went to grad school and I studied how are we sexual beings? What do, why do we, you know, I don't know. All the things. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, no, that, that, that makes a lot of sense <laughs> to me. Do you, <laughs> so how do you feel like, I mean, because you've been doing this for a while, right? Like, so do you feel like the, do you yeah. feel like the conversations around sex have gotten like easier or they're kind of the same or people are still kind of like scared to talk about sex? It's, it's interesting because, yeah, it's been 15 years. 15 years ago, everyone was like, there's no way you can't do a show about sex. That's a horrible idea. No one's going to talk about it. And now, I think that we're a little bit more comfortable talking about it, but we still don't, we still are lacking in some really crucial information. So while we're more open about sex and people are like, oh yeah, I got laid or I had sex or I didn't have emotions around it and I'm so happy I was able to have sex with somebody and not care and have sex just like a man. That's kind of how the dialogue's changed. However, the quality of people's sex, I think is still terrible because people don't know how to like, ask for what they want. They don't feel good about masturbation. They don't know their own bodies. So I think we're more open sexually, but yet we still don't have a lot of the information that I'm still talking about every day. Right. Do you feel like more women, more so women in particular, or like, you know, men and women both? All genders, all genders, I believe are still requiring this kind of 
information because I think that every time you're with somebody new is a great opportunity to to learn about yourself and learn about that person because everyone's different, right, when it comes to sex. But since most of us don't even want to talk about sex to the person we're having sex with, we just sort of guess, we do what our last partner wanted. And so the great thing is we can all be a great lover. We just kind of have to be present and talk to our partner and say, what are you into? Here's what I'm into. What should we do? What's hot? What's not? Yeah. Do you think it's easier for people with someone new because they can kind of be like, a you know, the, the, the person that they wish they could be or they're maybe more open and it's maybe harder for people that are like, you know, 10 years in whatever amount of relationship they're in. And then it's like all of a sudden someone comes to the table and is like, yeah, I'm looking, uh, you know, I'm looking for a finger in the butt. And it's like, oh, my God, you're this different person. Yeah. Like, I, I. I I find it interesting because I, I've, I've been jokingly calling myself on this podcast and the other podcast, the Rosa Parks of male ass play, because I'm just trying to like, you know, go down new roads for people to talk openly about it that you've been doing for 15 years. So do you think that's a little bit to do with it? That like you're kind of already doing the procedural stuff that you and your partner do and then you get down the road or is it is it the same new and old relationships oh god i think it's okay so in a new relationship you are you have a um a new relationship you have the benefit of the feel-good hormones the oxytocin the dopamine all those it's new this person's new and you've never been with them before and you don't even really have to talk about sex because there's chemistry it's like i've never seen this person's body before i've never so sex is usually better just because it's new and exciting and yes you can be like i want a finger in my ass and see how that goes because you don't have to worry like that your partner of 20 years might be like where did you learn it why do you want a finger in your ass and you can kind of show up and be like this is where horrible. did you learn is such a funny question where have you what books have you been reading no right. I, I totally he do that if i feel like if uh if mike that's my fiance if he was suddenly like i want this thing i'd be like where, have you, where where did you hear about this? Like yeah, what? Like what, what alley you were you? What alley did you go down with a finger that went in your butt by accident? Yeah, yeah, that's. <laughs> Who told you you should want a finger in your butt? So <laughs> that's what happened. So that's but so that's but with someone new, yeah. So there's more like you. It's exciting because of that. So you kind of can fall back on the hormones and the love hormones. But yeah, you could still show up every time and say. Hey, in my last relationships, I realized I never asked for what I want. And now I'm going to tell you, I really need you to go down on me for 25 minutes until anything else happens. 25 minutes. My jaw just got hey, sore. What's going on? Actually, I was being kind because there's a man here, but usually I say 40. Oh, 40. <laughs> oh, my God. I got to go start working do out downstairs in the gym. You could do 20. I'm down, you know. <laughs> Come on. I got to then I got to do planks for 40 minutes while holding my breath. That's that would be good for you and for me. That's the true. Plank, right? How bad to do a plank? <laughs> anyway, so, but then in long-term relationships, they, they, it was amazing at the beginning. And then with every relationship, so yeah, you said you're engaged, right? You yes. said you're, it's like, this is the best time to talk about sex before, before it gets hard. Because in every relationship, it's going to get stale after a while. It's, you're going to want something new. You're going to not, you're going to realize that we've never talked about it. So my whole mission is to say, if you, even if you're in a long-term relationship, I wouldn't say you would whip out like, hey, put a finger in my butt in the middle of sex after 10 years together. But I would before that say, I realize we've been together for 10 years and we've never talked about our sex life. Because this is what I find the majority of couples, like in a real way. Let's start with like, 
what are the three most memorable times we've had sex? Let's each write it down and compare notes. Mm. What does that tell us? I like why? that. Learn. Love that. Because like, it starts start- with positive. Exactly. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Compliment sandwich. Let's start with all the positive stuff. <laughs> like even the compliment sandwich. Here's what I loved. Where could we go with it? And, you know, what what could we do next? So I start with that. I have this thing on my site. It's at sexwithemily.com. It's this down. It's a, we have these downloadable guides. And there's one that's the yes, no, maybe list. It has like 80 sex acts on it. It could be like everything from like kissing, making out, anal, spanking, dirty talk, oral. And you can each take this little quiz. And it's like a yes or a no or maybe. And then you can be like, I didn't know you wanted dirty talk. So did I. Or what's a, what's a maybe? Maybe we. So we both wanted to do more sensual massage. I had no idea. So I have all these tools that help couples realize like talk about sex is my main thing. And then like, what can we do to play and make it more interesting? Cause a lot of time couples are like, we've done the same three positions. What a fantastic tool for people. And they can go to your website, sexwithemily.com yeah. and download that for free. That's just on there. It's all free. Plan your pleasure for the next year. Like what worked last year? What do I want more of? Whatever well, pleasure. I, you. What do you do with a partner that you know, you're being more open then? Because I think like, you know, this podcast is all about the interplay between technology and relationships as well as the male and female perspective. And I think, you know, from the male side of things, you know, I think a lot of guys get a little embarrassed to bring up kind of where they'd like to go because if a woman says she was sexual, oh, oh my God, this is hot, whatever. Like if, if, if I ran into a bar, I'll use the finger in the butt thing and I'll say, if I ran into a bar and saw an ex of mine and was like, she likes a finger in the butt, everyone was like, oh, very nice. And if I ran and if her, she if my ex ran into a bar, and was like, he likes a finger in the butt, I'd be like, get this pervert out of here. I think that's the fear for a lot of guys. But I think women, I think there's also a big fear of guys thinking that you're slutty if you like, you Absolutely. know, if, if you say for the women, I, I understand the male side of like, you know, it's maybe like a little bit more socially acceptable to to make fun of the guy. But I feel like for women, there's a whole other thing yeah. of like, what do you know, if I'm, the, I'm the kind of girl who does this or something. Totally. Like that. I, I totally agree that there's difference. I think like, but if someone's afraid of being considered looser or not manly because of things that they want to get into and like, how do you get someone to open up in that way? Well, that's, that's also the thing you have to choose your partner. Like, are you looking, are you in a relationship, Jared? You're dating, right? You're single. I'm in, no, I'm in a relationship. My girlfriend oh. is sitting six feet away oh, from okay, me. Cool. Yeah. Well, she has, she has a little point. What you like. <laughs> she has a pointer yeah. stick with the, 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 with a dildo up my ass right now while we're talking. So Great. it's all fun. How's that going for you? Have <laughs> a butt plug for a few hours at a time. Um, I think you just kind of, the, the more mature you get and the more you educate yourself, you just want to go towards partners that are cool, that are down, that are like, yeah, I, I want to try some new stuff too. I'm not going to per- be tweeting this out to everyone. I'm going to, mm-hmm. I care about your pleasure. I Let's go on a journey together. And this is very new. That I think the kind of stuff, I, I think what you're saying is, yeah, most people are nervous about that and they don't want to be judged or shamed. And that, they mostly, their partners are not where I want to see the world going, where everybody feels safe talking about sex. They've eradicated all the shame from childhood, from religion, from their family. If they had an assault, sexual assault, which three out of five women have, they have gone to therapy. They're working on themselves. They're realizing it doesn't define them. Like there's so much stuff that we bring to the table when we're become sexual with somebody that it's like, 
it's really hard. But once we clear all that stuff away and we realize that pleasure is our birthright and we deserve pleasure and they deserve pleasure and like what feels good to me and what feel, and we just kind of figure out like we're planning where we're going to go to dinner on a Friday night. Like we're going on our summer vacation. Let's plan our sex life for this year. Look how much fun we can have. Like that's where I want it to go. But where most people are like, oh my God, my, my partner asked me to put a finger in my butt. I don't know. What do you think about that? Does it make him gay? No. Like, again, I've been saying it for a long time. A sex act does not make you gay. If you were wanted a man to put a finger in your butt, then I'd say, well, maybe Jared, maybe you want to be with men. Maybe that mm -hmm. does. But otherwise, it just means that you have a prostate and it can feel amazing with something inside of it. And I just want people to explore. But if you're with someone who's doesn't have as much information and education around sex, like most of the world, they might be a little judgy at first. You know, it, it's interesting, even hearing you talk about it, you're like, of course. You know, like, it, I'm sure people are listening right now, like, of course we should have a yes, no, maybe list. Of course we plan our vacation. And then, you know, it's. It, I think it becomes hard for everyone out there because, again, what if that first response is, where did you learn this? You know, like... This is the thing. So this is, this is I have a whole plan for this, Jared. Okay, great. Plan conversation so first off you got to be really careful where you have the sex conversation because if you're just in the bedroom and you've been with your partner 15 years you're like hey babe finger in my butt she'll be like whoa what yeah. that that was not part of our plan where did you learn that but you got to start it outside the bedroom so i have these three t's of communication timing tone and turf do not Love have conversations in the bedroom have them outside the bedroom so that is your turf just for a million reasons. When you're in the bedroom, it's just like, what, what, what? Because also most people don't talk about sex. So the first time you have to be really, you know, careful and planned about it because your partner is going to think, where did you learn this? They are going right. to think that they're a terrible lover. Like, think about it. Most people haven't talked about sex. So if your partner says, we need to talk about sex, they're going to be like, oh shit, I'm a terrible lover. You hate the way I give you blowjobs. You know I gain weight. Like, whatever. Like, we think we've done sure. the worst thing. So outside the bedroom, and then your um, your timing is not on top of another argument when you're fighting, when you're passing in the hallway and you're like, oh, babe, you know, I've been wanting a finger on my butt. It's when you're hanging out, you're chilling. There's, you know, you're like having a drink. You are maybe going for a walk. You're on a road trip. Road trips are great because they make awkward conversations easier because you don't have to look at them in the eye, but you could be like, I've been thinking about anal, you know, while you're driving. You can't leave. Can't leave. Yeah. <laughs> Can't leave. Exactly. And well, I think also, also for the timing thing, I think that made a lot of sense to me. Just also because, like, if you bring it up while you're in the bedroom, someone like doesn't really have enough time to like think about it. Yeah. Almost. Like, it's right like, now? oh, you want me yeah. to do this right now? Like, I, I haven't. I want like space from it so I can consider it. Exactly. No, that is another. That's exactly it. We want to like have a real dialogue, and then your tone is just curious, light, and it's collaborative. It's like. It's not like you never want to initiate sex. It's like, you know what? I realize that I, I want you to know this is really hard for me right now. I've never had a conversation like this before. And so this is going to be awkward. I This is something I want for both of us. I realize we've never really talked about our sex life. I mean, it's amazing, right? We love all these things. But, and I always say blame me. Like, I was listening to this podcast and Dr. Mm -hmm. Emily said we should have a conversation and we've never done it. And so I know that you might be feeling, you know, you just kind of cover it. You're like, I know. Like, this is not, my only agenda here is to figure out how we could be the best lovers to each other. Are you down? Uncomfortable conversations, comfortably. Yeah. Uncomfortable, yeah, like that's right. That's, yeah, that's what we always say on this podcast. If you're like me and shudder at the thought of low-rise jeans and pluck thin eyebrows making a comeback, you're a millennial. 
And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarins multi-active cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarins fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarins products. And it's no different with the Clarins multi-active cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first, plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and Sea Holly Bio Extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While multi-active cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarins.com slash UUP and get multi-active day and night cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP with promo code UUP. UUP, clarins.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. Nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout. There's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ. But a very close second, Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe. And you up listeners can now receive a special offer. New customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code UUP at lumideodorant.com, L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is going to totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumi so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda-free, paraben-free, and pH-balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. I think this is so great. I had another question. I mean, you have um, somewhat had like this year specifically, like the, you know, the pandemic, like you've, you've kind of exploded. And I don't mean that because listen, I, I can understand why just from talking to you, you have such a great perspective, but like, why do you think pandemic became like sex with Emily time? Like what makes... <laughs> You know, what made you kind of such an asset to people and everyone should go listen to your podcast, Sex with Emily. Everyone should go check out Emily on uh, Instagram at Sex with Emily, her at website, sexwithemily.com. Make sure you go check out everything she's doing because the, uh, um, again, like uh, this has already been such a great, you know, talk so far. Yeah. What do you, what, what do you think it is about the pandemic that people like you became such an asset for people? Honestly, I, I don't know if it was a pandemic. I mean, yes, my business has been amazing in the pandemic. More people are listening to podcasts. Um, people are home and they're like, shit, now I have to have the conversation about sex. I can't escape <laughs> anymore. Like, we've never talked about it. And now we are staring at each other. But I have to say, it's really hard. Hard. I've been doing this for 15 years. I started a podcast in my living room. I, I'm, a, I'm an artist. I, I, I've been working. I've done 5,000 podcasts and I've worked my ass off. And yeah. I think 
I think I could say it's the pandemic. It could just be like showing up every week, every day, doing a show and helping people and really like, I, I think I did a masterclass this year and that was really like the masterclass approached me last year and said, will you teach our first wellness class on sex? I was like, you know, and I recorded that this summer and, you know, New York Times did a great piece a few weeks ago and I've been on SiriusXM for two years. I mean, honestly, I've never had a publicist. I, I, I'm not about, I guess I haven't been as much about myself. I have no idea. Honestly, I think it's all the things. I love what I do. I work really hard and I guess people, have, yeah, all, it's a confluence of all those things. Do you think the pandemic, though, has, a, you know, a little bit like as far as like people are just interested in like figuring out their sex life right now? I, well, absolutely. Sex toy sales are through the roof. People are my podcast. It's it's amazing. The questions I'm getting people are also either they're breaking up because they're like, we can't take it anymore. So now they want to mm. know about dating apps. Like I don't just talk about sex. It's like relationships sure. and dating and communication. Right. And I also think that people are at home. And what they found is that people who well, I didn't do the study, but the Kinsey Institute did a study that showed that couples who've been together for a while and they're at a good place, like maybe they they already had excellent communication or maybe their kids are gone or they're never had kids. They want to experiment and they're like, we've never had any of these talks or any of these conversations. And when we do have sex, let's make it amazing. Let's experiment. Let's try new things. So that's what we've seen with the with, with sex. We've seen that people are buying more sex toys. Couples that weren't working are breaking up. People are slowing down and they're also going on the apps, but they're doing more, you know, based. I, I think it's good that people are slowing down and not just having sex, meaning courtship is back and they're taking more time to get to know someone on an app. So, yeah. And my podcast. Yeah, it's been crazy. It's been so many more listeners and so many. We get hundreds of questions a day, literally hundreds and hundreds of DMs, emails. And I just want to answer all of them. I, I try to provide as, I, as much information as I can. We get emails about this kind of thing all the time. Do you think that if someone, you know, starts out like somewhat sexually incompatible with someone or they're like, oh, I don't like their kissing style or they're, it doesn't feel like it's like they're that great in bed. Do you feel like that's something that should be like a deal breaker or is that something you can work on with anyone or is like, is that a reason something to work through? That's a good question. I think that we can, I think you can work through it. I don't think a, a bad kiss is a deal breaker. I think that people are nervous. It's someone new. They've never been together before. Maybe they were like doing something awkward or whatever. I think you. What if it's a thousand bad kisses? <laughs> a thousand bad kisses is 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 probably like one bad kiss. Sounds I like get a it. great name of a book. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, no. I think that if someone is not great in bed. And you tried to work on it and you're like, hey, well, here's the kissing thing. I always say to say to someone, let me show you how I want to be kissed. Like, let's play a game. I'm going to show you how I want to be kissed. And I want you to show me how you like to kiss. And then you can sometimes figure out how you want to kiss together. Like, I have a lot of different hacks to that. But if the sex is really bad and there's somebody who you said, you know what? I actually don't want to move so fast. I need more foreplay. I need more. Oral. And they're like, I don't care. What about that's bullshit? I don't like going down on women. I'm just giving you examples of things that could happen. Right. No, that, that person is not in your lifetime or on your watch. Is that person going to figure out that pleasure is important? To well, both? So selfish lovers, you can't change. I, but lovers who care, like, yeah, if they're into it, they're like, let's figure this out. You know, a lot of times we get caught up in the, I don't like someone being like, I, I, I would never go down on a woman. And I think like, you know, that's an that's in kind of the the loud version of to me that to me, like I would never go down on a man. I would never go down on a woman is kind of like the extreme. What about the person that you do say something to? They do it 
and then they kind of go away they're from it. They're not that like, into it. They're not that into it. They're not, uh, you know, having fun with it. They're not excited about it. But it, it kind of, you know, because a lot of this. The reluctant blowjob. Yeah, the reluctant blowjob. Yeah, re- yeah, another no title. In the reluctant, no one wants you know, a reluctant blowjob. You'd rather not have one. Like, you're like, oh, God. Exactly. You have a fucking thing on your to-do list. You want it because enthusiasm is like, you got to be into it. Yeah, like, but isn't that a more likely scenario than the person that looks you in the eye and says, I would never go down on you? Like, I I just think a lot of people get in these half situations Mm -hmm. that are like fine-ish. You know, would you ever deal with someone that's fine-ish sexually for you? Personally, (laughs) no. But I, I, because I... I think that most people just don't know what to do because that's what they've always done. And so they get into a rut. And most women, I think, a lot of women, not most, I just say most, but they just sort of, I don't know, you guys, our sex drives change over time. Maybe we're really stressed out or we're on birth control pill and that impacted our libido or we're on antidepressant or we have so much resentment. It's like resentment is the biggest killer of our sex drive. So I might be giving you a reluctant blowjob because I'm so pissed that you never did something else that I need you mm. to do. And I like, I'm going to do it because I love you, but like I'm pissed about A, B, C, and D, which is why so many couples just need to have open communication. Therapy is a must. Clear all this shit out. If you had great sex at the beginning, to go back and answer your question, if you had great sex at the beginning, like you had that fire, you had that connection, I believe you can continue to create great sex. But if you never had it and it was always reluctant blowjob and it was always a reluctant everything, that's tr- that's tricky. If you didn't even have the chemistry and you have nowhere to, like, you don't even have that thing to go back to, that's tough. Right. Yeah. Change over time and, yeah, figure out what's really up. It's usually not yeah, about I, sex. I think a lot of people are embarrassed to, like, make a part of their wheel. Like, because we're talking about relationships. We're talking about dating. Like, I think the the wheel of, like, oh, we get along in person. I like their friends. I like their family. And then sex is, like, the thing that they're embarrassed right. of making a deal breaker. Right. It it's everything. If you don't have great sex, you know, people think it's not like sex isn't that important. It's it becomes really important when it's not great. Like it takes over the entire relationship if you're not having great sex. But when it's good, yeah, it should still be a consideration, but you have to maintain it because then you're just roommates, right? Do you feel like the key is just like constantly innovating? Like I'm trying to imagine like you think you can have great sex 20 30 years into a relationship and is it is it about like upping the ante or is it just about like because i mean i would imagine most things get a little boring if you do them enough it's about variety it's about novelty it's about spontaneity like how are we prioritizing our sex life like whenever i ask that question to couples and i say what was the most memorable time? And it's always like on vacation or something spontaneous. Like it was that surprising moment or it was outside with a, when someone did almost walked in or, you know, it's just, it's always like this very like surprise element, a, a novelty, like the time we brought a sex toy in. I mean, that's to many people, that's the most, that's exciting. And it, mm. I love toys or they tried lube. It doesn't have to be like, we had an orgy with our entire block. You know, it's like, <laughs> it right. be like, we tried it in the living room tonight because it's always in the bedroom and I'm so tired of the same ceiling and the same things, you know? So I think it's just a matter of like talk because what happens a lot is also there's the, there's the mismatched libidos, right? That's really common that one, there's always a high desire partner and a low desire partner and the high desire partner. I mean, and so usually they don't match up. Like there's very rarely two high desire well, partners. 
Emily, hold on one second. Do we want to read the email? Because we yeah. actually have an email it's on the subject. So yeah. what's, I have one more question before we get into this email. What's your relationship status? Are you with someone? Are you dating? Are you uh, married? I mean, I, I'm sleeping with a few people right now. <laughs> You're sleeping with a few people right now. Now, what does that mean to you? Like, I, I think people would love to hear that because, you know, there's some people that are like, oh, I'm sleeping with a few people. And then, you know, they're like, how could I, how could a woman that's listening right now be like, who wants to be able to say that to people? Like, I'm sure you would set a great example for like. I just let everyone know that that's what I'm doing. I mean, I, honestly, I've never, but I'm not, I'm not your typical, I've never prioritized marriage. So that's never, I've been in long-term relationships, but right now during the pandemic, I've just been sort of someone I knew before. Now we're, we're kind of seeing each other. And then I had a, guy in another country who's now back visiting so i'm seeing him and how do you do you tell the other do you yeah, tell these gonna, men? that was my question like yeah. do they <laughs> i do i do i do yeah so before you get into bed with them or when do, when do you have that conversation as far as the, the three t's uh right away i mean let's see i haven't talked to the other guy because he just got to town but my one guy i just so yeah i just I, tell him per an example <laughs> you you have the guy that you've started seeing again Right. And then new guy comes into town from, you know, from another country. He comes in. Uh, have you told the original, like, the other guy, have you said, hey, I got a friend coming in town. Just want to let you know, like, I, I plan. Well, I figure out what he wants to know. The guy, I'm like, do you want to know who it is? Do you want to know what kind of sex? Because we have a really great sex thing going on, but he's also got and I'm like, what part of it turned you on? And I'm like, do you want to know? We like, we played through the scenario actually. He was like, I'm like, he's like, I mean, and his first thing was like, just make sure you like shower. Like, I don't want, I don't want, this is funny you're asking me this because I've literally never talked, no one ever asked me this, not lately. But he's like, I don't want like his, like you make sure you like shower and you like, I'm like, yeah, totally, of course. But like, I'm like, but do you want to know what, how, which he's like, I'm not sure yet what part, because he's new at this too. So I'm teaching him kind of like, let's really get specific because I think we've all been like, I'm not, I don't want to make him jealous. Like, I don't want him to be upset. Sure. And so and, if you if we can go back a step. Sure. When you when do you bring this up? Like, how does that come up that you you have a guy that you're consistently consistently seeing? Obviously, you know, the, the you guys aren't together or I don't know. Are you together? Oh, Would you I consider mean, them? We could be. I mean, it's it's still like he has other things. I don't know. We just sort of I think we could be together in another at some point more seriously, but it's just sort of lately it's, um, I think the way it is right now is that I'm not really sure that we could, I don't know, I'm, mm. I've been really busy with a lot of different things and I'm just sort of dating and not looking for anything serious right now. Totally, but, I, but it, so it hasn't been like labeled. We haven't labeled it, but he's my, been my COVID boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> Go for that, that's what I call him. And I just, we haven't been able to take it to another place. I'm just not really in that, like, it's so been- So how, but how did, how did you tell him that the person was coming to visit? <laughs> this is so great. I just said, yeah, this guy, because I think we've known that we're not going to be in this relationship now with both of our life circumstances and what's happening. It's not going to be going to a place where, I don't know, we're just not moving in together. We're not- I have a very different lifestyle than he does. And so I was just like, yeah, I told him, I said this, he said something about this weekend. I said, oh, remember that, that guy that I was with this summer, he's coming in town. And he was like, oh, I'm like, how does that make you feel? I just want you to know. 
And he said, yeah, fine. Are you going to see him? I said, yeah. And he goes, okay, well, like, can you just, if you have sex with him, can you just shower? Can you shower? Because <laughs> I talked about the guy I had sex with on my show, on my podcast. I said I went to Iceland and met this guy and I've told their story. And he, this guy that I, the other guy listens to my podcast. I'm like, you know, the guy from Iceland. So anyway, I'm like, he's in town. He's like, okay, well, I think what I don't want to know is like, I don't think I need to know specifics, but just make sure it's like clean, like you clean your sheets or whatever. I'm like, yeah. So that's what happened. I just let him know. And I'm he, trying to think of how this conversation would go if the genders <laughs> so, were reversed. Right. I, 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 right. Jordana, I'm like, mean, I think men, I think men just are less honest than she is. Yeah, that, like, I mean, the way you yeah. said it, I'm like, that's a great way to say it. How that would does be that very make refreshing you feel? to hear. Yeah. I feel like usually you're sleeping with a guy who's sleeping with a bunch with a, a lot of other women who just don't who just makes no attempt to let you know. Yeah, you yeah. should assume that everyone you're dating is sleeping with someone else. Well, how about that? How about you just go into it? The women, too. Like, just assume yeah. if you met him on an app, of course, they're dating other people. And maybe their ex came back around like just unless you wanted the conversation. But I would love there to be no shame in this. I'm safe. Right. I use condoms. I, I'm like. Okay, I get tested, not just for COVID, but for everything. It's like I and I don't. I'm not looking for that right now. I don't want someone to move in with me. I don't. I I love my life. I'm like a very independent. I've got great mm -hmm. friends. I've got a new dog. I'm obsessed with. I'm like my life. Totally, so I, I'd love this people to to know that this is okay, and people might freak out on you. They might be, and this is the first time my guy's like I've never. He's never been through this either. So I'm teaching him. And he's like, I'm actually okay with it. I don't want to know this, but I do want to know that. I'm like, right. let's keep talking. And that's the healthiest way to do it. Do yeah, you I hope like you don't feel shamed by the questioning. I, well, because I, 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 think, I think some people are going to be able to walk through your footsteps to have similar conversations to you, male yeah. or female. Yeah, I think you're right. No, I'm glad you're asking me because that's literally how you do it. And I say, is that okay? Because I'm not perfect. I've fucked up. I've hurt people's feelings. Like, I just really try to be honest in all my relationships, even if it's my employees, my team, my, my, my lovers. I'm just like, this is what's happening. So the guy that just came into town, I'm sure he probably assumes I'm seeing people, but I will, I will absolutely let him know where I'm at and like that I'm dating and I'm, you know, he's in town for a few months. I just think it's clear. It's clean. And it's healthy. So I hope that everybody, this is why I just want to change the mindset around what's right. possible with sex and relationships. Because you're right, Jordana, people, they lie. We get upset. But it's like, did you have a conversation that you were monogamous and committed? And then you found out after. That's a bummer. But if you didn't have that conversation, I mean, people still lie. That's true. But do you feel like it's it's harder for, there are some women who can separate like emotion from sex more so than others. And there are others who are, you know, less able to do that? Or do you feel like that's all like societally constrained? I, I have emotions structure. that I care about. I mean, I think that saying I'm just going to cut off my emotions, I'm not going to catch feels is tricky because I always do. The thing is, I'm not having like heartless sex. I love, I care about my lovers, my lovers now a lot. I just know the capacity. Like I, in fact, I need an emotional, personally, I need an emotional connection to care about anyone and to be anything. Like I, I care, I have a big heart. But I also know the boundaries in it. Like I know what's possible and what's not. I've had to learn this stuff. But I think when you're like, I'm just having sex without emotion, I'm just going to go. I mean, that's fun for a while. But what? I don't think that's an end all be all. You just after a while, you're like, okay, I'm just having sex. It's right. Just, I don't know. Either I, I sex. Yeah. Either sex. Mm -hmm. Everyone. I think you get tired of it. And I think the greatest sex, what I've found for personally and professionally of all the ugh, thousands of people I've talked to is when we feel safe. And we're with a trusted, I used to say this is just women, but I think it's all genders, men too. When we feel safe and we feel trusted and we feel like we can be ourselves 
that's when we have the best sex. Right? Absolutely agree. Abs- and I love what you said, because um, I think that's something we've kind of come talk to about on this podcast. It's like, I know what's possible. I know what's not. You said it for yourself. Like, that takes time to get there. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims. And with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations. So it's no surprise that it's the best fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality. But with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows summer is just around the corner so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees i wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune luckily i found quince Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I'm wearing a Quince sweater literally right now. They make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well-priced. It's like, honestly, my dream store. I also have an amazing down comforter from them. They cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really, really high quality items that last a long time and that they're at an amazing price point. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash UUP for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. Do we want to do the email? Do we want to get into yeah, it? Yeah, let's let's do the email because it's about something we had already we touched on. So I would love to get um, Emily's perspective on this. It's fun. Yeah. Okay, so the the listener writes in, "Hey J and J, big fan. Boasted about you both and this podcast to all my friends." Short version: How important is it in a relationship to have a similar sex drive? If they don't match, are you lowering your standards by staying with someone who doesn't match you? Longer version: I'm 25 and I've been in a relationship with my boyfriend for the past six years aside from a brief break two years ago. Of the two of us, I definitely have the higher sex drive. My boyfriend has always said that that was something he liked about me, and yet I can help but hate it about him. Sex is good, sometimes great, but just not often enough. In the past, and I guess currently since I'm writing in, I've gotten in my head about this imbalance. Recently, when we've had sex, he's come before me and makes comments along the lines of, oh, you need to, we need to have sex more so I can last longer. Yes, that would be great. And yet (laughs) I constantly have to be the one to initiate sex. Our breakup in the past was largely based on this. I stopped initiating, started counting the days since we last had sex and even went to the extreme of starting to wear clothes in bed in hopes 
that when I was actually naked, it would be more sexual. Dumb. I know. I'm now more mature and have actually spoken to him about the fact that I want slash need more. And while he agrees and acknowledges this in conversation, there's no change in his behavior. Having to always initiate doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. I feel like I'm always asking and he doesn't necessarily want it. I guess I'd like to, to be more sexualized by my partner. Maybe I need too much validation or maybe this is a legitimate problem. Hoping you can shed light and maybe even suggest better ways to fix this if you don't find it a lost cause. Appreciate any insight you can give me. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you read the long version because the the similar sex drive, most couples don't have a similar sex drive. We can get to that in a minute. But she's 25 years old. She's been with her boyfriend for six years. I'm going to guess it's her first serious relationship, right? Probably the longest lover she's had. I don't know. I've been with anyone for six years, right? Like it's a thing. Since she's 19, I would assume so, yeah. 25. 19, she got together with this guy. She still has to figure out who she is sexually. So the question, I think... And he's premature ejaculator. I mean, I went through all like I dated a guy for two years who was a pre in my thirties. It was a premature ejaculator that didn't. Yeah, like she needs to break from him. I mean, <laughs> she needs to break from him. I mean, uh, uh, rest in peace, that guy's soul. I mean, <laughs> he didn't think of himself as a premature ejaculator until he heard this response. Didn't she say he comes too quickly? Yeah. yeah. She's, she's, yeah. He, she's, saying, he's saying it's because they don't have sex enough, but he's still not trying to like initiate. Not, there's a lot going on here. I mean, they could go to a sex therapist if she wants to make it work. They could, they could. I mean, usually I don't just say that, but I'm like, I know this story. I've heard this thousand, yeah. I've gotten this email so many times. I, well, I also think you're, you, I, I thought of the same thing as you, the ages. Like, you know, a that lot matters. of people, uh, yeah, that matters as far as growing up and like, you know, I think when you grow up with a significant other at 19 to 25 and you're having issues, like you are not really your own person. You're kind of one thing together. But also a lot of people do this where they say she said something very specific that um, that they've been together six years aside from a brief break two years ago. People think these breaks are like they're rumspringer. Like, and is that enough time to really have you you know have your own you know figuring out yourself no you they were probably, no no i think that your 20s especially if you want to have kids like your 20s should be i think don't get married to your 30 at least i that's just my belief take time figure out who you are as a sexual person does she ever masturbate does she figure out her body has she experimented has she been with different lovers like that's part of it it's like having one meal at 20 i mean like i'm only eating italian food for the rest of my life i had a great pizza and that's all I'm going to eat. Like, literally, that's what she's saying, because this has been her only lover. And I just think the drama, like, there's probably a lot of other things going on. She just hasn't enough years on the planet to walk through life and understand what she wants sexually and what she's into. And and maybe they could, like, go take my yes, no, maybe list. Like, maybe he's been wanting a finger in his butt and he hasn't told her. And then once she does that, he'll be like, let's have, when are we having sex again? We don't know. And I'm just going to assume that they haven't had any of the conversations that, we, that we've been talking about. So they could do my yes or maybe she could say to him, babe, what are you into? What's really hot sex for us? Like, but I doubt that like they're just having the mechanical, like I'm not initiating, you're initiating. And I just see a world where people are just much more open about it. And this isn't like a, why haven't you initiated yet? Like you understand why your partner has initiated yet. I don't know. You just, but they're, they need more experience. I think brief break was probably just them obsessing about each other. And I don't know. Is that to say that like people who have different sex drives, but you no. said that's normal. That's normal. You exactly said that. Thank you. So not out of this, this scenario, 
in every relationship, I'm going to declare that there's a high desire partner and a low desire partner. And I, what I've seen, most of them don't, there's usually very rarely, maybe at the beginning, everyone's high desire because it's great. The honeymoon phase is amazing and you can't stop banging and ripping each other's clothes off. But what, when it all settles, there's a high desire, low desire, and the low desire partner has the power in the relationship because they're the one who's essentially the gatekeeper in deciding whether or not sex is happening. And I do not think this is a deal breaker. Everybody would be divorced right now, right? I think it's more about understanding that. And sometimes it's flips. Like sometimes you're the low desire, but then you want it, you know what I mean? It can flip in a relationship, but unfortunately they don't usually match up. So if this is the case, I think you just call, you say, you know what? I realize that you want sex every day and I want sex three times a week, once a week. Let's say usually that's the scenario. What could we do? And then you might say, okay, well, when do you feel the most like, Let's figure out, like, when are you the most aroused? When are you the most turned on? Well, maybe we should have more morning sex because I'm so tired at night. And what days would be great? Like, let's try, let's aim for three days a week. And I think Saturday mornings are great because I'm usually less tired, you know. And then people think that scheduling sex is not sexy. But when you schedule it, you know that Saturday night, it's on. I can plan for it. I've shaved my legs. I wore something sexy. We, we got a hotel room. And then you're not worried because on Tuesday night, your partner rejected you when you made an advance and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, you know, it's happening Saturday. So what I'm saying is it, rather than the resentments build, how do we work on it together? How do we solve this mismatch libido and know when it's happening and when it's not? Right. Yeah. It's not a deal breaker. It's a deal breaker if your partner's like, I don't care. I don't want sex. Once a month is fine for me. If you want more sex then you know, whatever. Like, I think that if you're with a partner that isn't willing to work on it, that's a problem. But usually you can find, and sex, is, sex isn't just about penetration too. It could be like, we both watch porn and masturbated. You know, it, it, I think we'd expand what sex is, our version of sex. I think that's great advice. I think that's how that happens. Like you said, with most couples, there's someone who, you know, wants it more, wants it less. That's very good advice for like how to, how almost to, like compromise or navigate it exactly i actually didn't even answer i just went into the problem solving but it's because i hear it so much and i just want couples to try to address it and realize that like if you both decide it's important what are you going to do about it to make it happen absolutely i mean it's uh it's so interesting that you heard that email and you're like this one's doomed but not for the reason <laughs> they think that it's doomed yeah, not for that reason. I mean, that's what I, I think after all these years, I was like, I can talk to someone, whether I'm at a party or it's an email. I'm like, I know exactly what this person needs, like <laughs> which toy they need, how to solve their sexual trauma. I call it like these sex trauma. Like, I just know I can figure out everyone's. It's really what I've been doing every day for 15 years. So but this girl should break up with this guy. You're saying yeah. I hate to say that, but I yeah, this isn't going to. Yeah, I think. And then if it's meant to be, yeah, it could go back. But six years and she's already broken up with him about the sex yeah i'm gonna say yes i'm gonna say go out and have sex be with someone who initiates see how that feels be with Do someone who desires you and wants to rip your clothes off and wants to expand your sex life and your sexual repertoire and see how that feels so you might miss your boyfriend because you grew up together like jared said sure. he's your best friend he's your everything but I just think we're much more equipped for life when we have more experiences. We travel, we meet more people, we experience life. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. 
Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Jordana, you want to do one more? Okay, we'll do one more really quick. You want to read it, Jared? Yeah, I'll read it. Hi, J&J. Let me dive right in. I recently went on four dates with a great guy in between our conversations, banter, and makeouts. Our chemistry has been great. I decided it was time to take things to the bedroom, and boy, was I disappointed. He briefly fingered me, but it was more violent poking than pleasure. He asked if he should get a condom, but since our foreplay just started, I assumed he wanted to know where things were headed and have it out for later, but he was inside me before I even knew it. The actual sex was also very much male pleasure oriented as well. And when it was all over, he had no attempts to get me off. Uh, I would have felt very used except for the fact that everything else has been great. He texts me frequently throughout the day, has brought up future dates and plans. And today he invited me to his birthday party, said he is excited for me to meet his friends. I've never had trouble asking for one out in bed. But usually those requests are one or two little tweaks, such as keep doing that or move your fingers a little bit lower. How do I even begin to have this conversation without destroying his confidence when literally everything is off, not knowing how to finger me, not understanding how much foreplay is needed, not ensuring I have an orgasm? He's 32, attractive, intelligent, normal, so I never (laughs) expected him to be so clueless in bed. Everything else has been perfect, but sexual compatibility is a deal breaker for me, so I'll have have to end things if things can't improve would love your advice so emily dr emily yeah. morse yeah you know you guys i mean here's the other thing you think i used to think that too well, once they're an old man's gonna know at 32 42 guys guys don't know unless here's how guys are gonna know. he doesn't know he literally i no. can't imagine that he's like i don't give a fuck about your pleasure like i, right. I think that mm-hmm. most sex is if you think about it we didn't even get into like all the bad sex education we have we always see it being about penetration right penis goes in vagina that's sex when only the majority of women will not have an orgasm with anything that's to do with your penis nothing to do with it like if your penis didn't even show up we'd be fine if you could go down right. and use your fingers all that but most people don't have that information so what i found is that for most men unless they had a really like an older woman they were dating like at some point like they're like i had this woman and she taught me everything that's what i feel like for many men that that was like a game changer like oh now i know what i need or they did research or they've been listening to my podcast for years like i have guys who full on grown up listening to my show but otherwise there's if this guy this 32 year old has been with women who were also very much more like yeah just have sex with me and i I don't care which is also he probably doesn't know what I'm saying. Right. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. He definitely, he definitely doesn't know. I, I'm with you. This is all. This is ego sex. This is a dude who thinks that because he's here, the party went well, and that's all he had to do yes. was show up. Yes, and this still exists all the time. I mean, that was me. I was like that. I didn't even know. 
when I was 32, I was like, yeah, okay. I, that's why I started my job because I was like, sex is so disappointing. It's I'm not having orgasms. Well, orgasms. Like, is this it? Some guy rolls a pounds away at me for 30, 20 minutes, whatever, like a jackhammer, and then we get up and like that's what everyone talks about. I was like, that can't be right. But this is the scenario that is like, yes, this happens in bedrooms everywhere, and I need it to stop. And so she just needs to say to him, hey. Um, let's talk about it. everything's great. Love your friends, blah, blah, blah. And this is the conversation outside the bedroom. Just be like, so let's talk about our sex life. And she should lead with like, I think your body's so hot. And I love the way we, does she like the, does she like anything about him? I love the way we kid. <laughs> I oh, love the way you text me regularly. Yeah. <laughs> I, love the, yeah. I love the the um the efficacy and the frequency of your text messages. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, I've been learning a lot about myself lately, my body. Again, blame me, blame listening to your pod, this podcast. And um, I realized that like for me to be really turned on, like I love the makeout sessions. I love what you were doing with your fingers that time. Can I show you? Would you be down if I showed you what really turns me on? Because it's really important, like whatever. And just see what he says. Well, right. I, I'm gonna, I can already hear her first question. Because I, I, not that I think this is a problem because I, I agree with what you're saying. Like, hey, Get yours, his confidence, you know, fuck his confidence. If he, if he's not, if he's not confident to, enough to hear that, then you're better off without this person. But and, just, yeah. But, but the, he, she's going to say, we've been, I recently went on four dates. Is four dates too soon? Is one sexual experience too soon? Let's say they've had this one experience that was awful. Is it too soon for her to be like, let's oh, talk about uh our sex life? I thought she was saying she went on four dates with, but this is the guy. She okay, so she's gone on four dates with him, and it was only one sexual experience. That's what it I seems. So like. she seemed like she was. Yeah. Okay, 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 good. Oh, I thought for some reason she'd been seeing him for a while, but everything's great. I must have missed that part. If it was only one sexual experience, then then okay, that's different. Then when they're in the bedroom, she should just be like, because that's how most first time sexual experiences go. Let's be honest, right? Like that's what most guys are going to do the first time. I think even not going to try what they think other someone else liked. Right? And I right. would say, and I would say a guy comes in, like he's probably thinking just last a long time. Like that's, you know, when she says he violently, you know, he's just humping me. Like, he's just like, if I last a long time, that means I did a good job. Like, let's get to the sex early. Let's get over the foreplay because that will take away from the clock that starts the minute insertion happens. Like I can tell yes, yes, his stupidity. Of... We exactly. we start the clock right. at insertion. We'll, even though we've been hard for like two hours before that <laughs> while rubbing against you in our jeans, we're sitting there being like, oh my God, I'm now I'm at two hours in, but she's only think I'm going to get three minutes in. So- yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm giving this guy a little bit of empathy because I do think I he's right. being ego filled. But at the same time, I do think he's sitting there being like, no, if I last, it was good. Nothing else matters. Jordana, don't you think we don't care as much if you last as long? I don't know. I don't totally. No. Yeah. I mean, I feel like as long as you last long enough for us to come, we don't. Right. It's not I mean, like longer the, is not always better. That's definitely no, not. You can definitely. There's times when there's it's too long and it's like it actually is more uncomfortable that way. People, like that's what I'm saying. Men are focused on their penis size and how long it lasts. And women mm -hmm. are like, do I feel good? Did I get off? And it's so mm -hmm. different. So, yeah, hopefully next time she when they're together, she can just be like, it starts to get out. She's like, oh, I want to slow down or or she just shows him, takes his hand and puts it like, right. So I'm like in a gentle way. Just be like, oh, let me show you what feels good. Like, wouldn't you be psyched? If it's the second time, she could be like, let's slow down. 
Let me show you this. Let me take Yeah, a- I, I mean, I would always be psyched with direction. I think that's powerful. Right? That's hot. That's like just the fact that a woman's thought of it is yeah. hot to, to, I think, a lot of men. I, I'm me being one of them. I just think the one thing in her question that like no man really thinks of that she should she should stop thinking if she says, how do I even begin to have this conversation without destroying his confidence? Fuck his confidence. If he can't hear it, then you are not attracted to his confidence level. Like, let's switch kind of the right. perspective. Yeah. We're always, and that's why we walk around like mutes. And that's why sex is shrouded in mystery because of exactly that reason. We don't talk about it because we're so afraid of hurting our partners or mm. we're afraid that we're, it's going to come back to us and we did something wrong. And so we just decide to stay silent. But if we start having these conversations, which is why thank you for having me on your show to talk about this stuff, because it's like the more people that have these conversations, the less we're going to be so worried about it. Like if your partner made you a bad meal or you didn't like the present they got you, like you would be like, I didn't love it. It was, but sex, we're like, we have to stay silent. We have to, the male ego is so precious. The guy you want to be with is going to be like, tell me more, babe. I want to know about what you know about your body or let's figure out together. And like, that's the world I want to live in. There we go. Listen, yeah, Jordana. Anything else for Emily? What do we think? No, I, I think, think that's. We... I think that's great. I feel like it's so. There's so. There's still. We've come a long way, but there's still so much stigma around. You know, talking about sex or feeling yep. like you can ask for you for what you want. So I think what you're doing is amazing, and I think our listeners will definitely be able to. Most of the sex we talk about is awkward sex, so I'm glad this is actual <laughs> like practical tips for things to actually do. And I think we get a lot of these emails, so I'm glad we were able to get an expert on to really help us with these. And this was awesome. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, such a blast. Everyone go follow Emily at Sex with Emily, sexwithemily.com for all the resources that she mentioned during this. And uh, Sex with Emily is every Tuesday and, th- and Friday, uh, wherever you get podcasts. We, uh, Jordana, we solved dating and sex again. Look at us. Finally, we, we, it's all over. We figured it all out, right? Exactly. So thank you so much. We will see you guys Wednesday. Boom. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back, bringing us another scandalous and sexy season. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. In season three, longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy odds and expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Betches.